turn to 1 John chapter 4. We're continuing through our study in 1 John, and we are now to chapter 4. Um, chapter divisions uh, were put in by mankind, and they don't always reflect the um, thought process, that meaning that it just because a chapter ends doesn't mean the thought process ends. But I am sure glad they put in chapters and verses in the Bible, because be pretty hard to say, about this far in your Bible, try to find the verse that's um, down on this page, and it begins with these words. It'd be hard. So we're able to say, turn to 1 John chapter 4 and verse 1, and we read, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits, whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know ye the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already it is in the world. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. <clears throat> they are of the world, therefore speak they of the world, and the world heareth them. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that is not of God heareth not us. Hereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of air. You don't expect to go to church and hear the message to be, don't believe. We live in a world that says, believe, you know, believe your team is going to fail again. <laughs> or whatever. But John begins this by saying, don't believe everything that's out there. Several years ago, a freshman in, in high school in Idaho did a, a project... And, and he ended up winning first prize with this um, uh, project, environmental project, in which he urged people to sign a petition demanding strict control or total elimination of the chemical dihydrogen monoxide. And for plenty of good reasons, he said it can cause excessive sweating and vomiting. It is a major component in acid rain. It can cause severe burns in its gaseous state. Accidental inhalation can kill you. It decreases effectiveness in automotive brakes. And it has been found in tumors of terminal cancer patients. He asked 50 people if they supported the ban of this chemical. 
43 said yes, six were undecided, and only one knew that the chemical was H2O, water. His prize-winning project was titled, How Gullible Are We? You see why he won first place, right? So if you learn nothing else today, you learn that dihydrogen monoxide is necessary for life. Your body's made up of 70%. It's water, okay? Some of you are still lost on this, all right? You can sign the petition in the foyer after the service, all right? John is understanding that we as people not only are gullible, but there's much more involved in, in just being gullible. He is saying here, there is a great need among we as believers for discernment. Don't believe, he's saying, don't believe everything you read or hear that supposedly is of God. In fact, he's really urging us to be somewhat skeptical. To be more like the Bereans. It says in Acts chapter 17, they searched the Scriptures. They'd hear something and they'd say, let's see if that's true. And they'd take it and they'd go to the Scriptures. John is saying, don't believe every spirit, but try the spirits or test the spirits to, to examine them, to approve them, to put to the acid test. It, it really is a word that is taken out of, um, out of the use of, of metals where uh, uh, they would determine the value of a metal and they would put the metal in the fire and it would expose whether it was silver or whether it was gold. It would expose how many impurities were in it. That's really the picture that, that he's saying here. Take what you hear. Take what you read. Don't believe every spirit. And he said, I want you to examine it. I want you to test it. It's, um, it's also used, the original usage of the word was used um, for testing people before they were given prominent jobs or prominent tasks. In particular in regard to leadership and, and ruling. God really calls us to disbelieve as well as we believe. He calls us to have some critical thinking in the sense, and I don't mean that being just being critical of everything, but to examine Okay, this person is purporting this. This pastor, this pastor is purporting this. But let's examine it. There are, there are all kinds of stories and, and people can tell amazing things that you say, wow, that is, that is supernatural. Indeed, it may be supernatural. But is it the Spirit of God? 
And, and John, just 60 years after Jesus Christ's life, is writing to these believers and he says, don't believe everything you're hearing about God. In fact, he says, you need to test them. And he understood that many times we as Christians are naive and vulnerable to religious air. It is significant that this warning comes in the midst, in the middle of John's discourse on love. In 1 John chapter 3, he talks much, as we've already seen, about love. Let us love in deed and in truth, not in word. There's this little parenthesis in here about testing the spirits. And in 1 John chapter 4, he goes on and he continues talking about love. It's, it's very interesting that, that he puts this in here because um, many false spirits and uh, many false deviant groups um, build their whole appeal on the realm of love. And from the state's sake that, well, love just approves everything. And in the midst of this, John is saying, there is a great, great need for discernment. And then he gives the reason. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. There are many false prophets, and we must understand this is a spiritual matter. It's not just an intellectual matter. It's not just a matter we need to be smarter. I'm not saying we don't need to be smarter, but it's much more than just academic. There is a spiritual warfare that is going on, and Satan is the deceiver, and he seeks to deceive... And he will deceive the very elect if he can. The spiritual warfare, the battle, always comes down to this. Truth and air. It is a battle that takes place in the mind. It is a battle of recognizing and understanding and knowing truth. Or it is the battle of not able to do that and you embrace air and the consequences are damning. Satan always attacks truth from the very beginning. Without going into detail, you're familiar with the account of the temptation in the Garden of Eden. But Satan attacks through doubting the Word. Did God really say through distorting the word, Eve said, he even said, if we touch it, see, that was distortion of the word, doubting, distortion, and denying the word, you will not really die. He denied the word of God. Turn, if you would, to 2 Corinthians chapter 11. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. There are many, many false prophets. 
it's not anything new today. It has been that way since the very beginning. But you notice Paul is writing to the church at Corinth. And he warns them in 2 Corinthians 11 and verse 13, For such are false apostles, deceitful workers, transforming themselves into the apostles of Christ. And no marvel, for Satan himself is transformed into an angel of light. Therefore, it is no great thing if his ministers also be transformed as ministers of righteousness, whose end shall be according to their works. Peter warned the believers that he was writing. He said, there are many false prophets among you. But you notice what in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 11, he said, these false teachers appear as apostles of Christ. They appear as ministers of righteousness. And he said, that shouldn't surprise us because Satan himself appears as an angel of light. Satan doesn't come and appear bloody and vile and death ringing from everything about him and, hey, come follow me. That isn't how he appears. He appears as righteousness and, and he appears in, in religious scenes and he has his ministers as ministers of righteousness. He appears as an angel of light. So, next time you hear someone say that uh, I died and I saw this bright light and it was so warm and inviting, it doesn't mean that's God. It doesn't mean that's Jesus Christ. Satan himself appears as an angel of light. Do you think, have you ever heard someone say, I died and I saw the grim reaper and he was waiting for me and he was reaching after me, but I snuck back to life. Do you ever hear that? Why? Something like that would confirm Scripture, wouldn't it? That'd scare people. They'd say, whoa, I am not ready to die. But hearing... I saw this light and it was so wonderful and there's nothing to fear. Let me tell you, if you don't have Jesus Christ, you better fear eternity. I don't care how many lights you see. But there is an abundance of deception that is in the world. I'm not just talking about the out of body now, okay? John says, wake up! Don't believe just because it comes on Christian radio doesn't mean it's truth. Just because it comes from this pulpit doesn't mean it's truth. Just because it comes from someone that led you to the Lord and you really admired Him doesn't mean it's truth. He said, you better test every spirit to make sure it's of God. 
And he said, the reason is because this is spiritual warfare and it's a matter of truth and air. And we need spiritual discernment today as never before Satan's forces are alive and well and they are promoting air at every opportunity. So he says to us, back to 1 John chapter 4, Be discerning. Don't believe everything you hear. Because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Then he gives the test. Verse 2. Hereby you know the Spirit of God. Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus is come in the flesh is of God. And every spirit that confesseth not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is not of God. And this is the spirit of Antichrist... Whereof you have all heard that it would come, and even now is already in the world. The test in all of this is Jesus Christ. And, and really, where it says, Every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, it doesn't mean, oh yeah, we believe, yeah, we believe there was a man named Jesus. Oh, then they must be of God. Muslims believe there was a man named Jesus. But they don't believe that he was God in the flesh. Many people believe there was a man that existed named Jesus, but they don't believe he was God in the flesh. Verse 2, an, an excellent translation that would help us to understand it would be reading, Every spirit which confesseth that Jesus is Christ, come in the flesh, is of God. Every spirit that confesses that Jesus is the Messiah, Christ means the Messiah. Every spirit that confesseth Jesus is God, in the flesh is God incarnate that came and paid the penalty for our sins because only the perfect man, he was all of man and all of God. This is what he's saying here. They knew exactly what he was saying. He wasn't just saying, if someone says, yeah, I believe Jesus lived once upon a time. Eastern mysticism, their religions believe. Yeah, Jesus existed. Mormons believe in Jesus Christ. He was just another one of the prophets. No, that isn't what it's saying. It's saying anyone that confesses, yes, Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the Son of God who came to pay the penalty for sin, was crucified, rose again, and is at the right hand of the Father, and is coming again. This Jesus is the Messiah. Then you know He's of God. He wasn't a brother of Satan. And they had this warfare. There's all kinds of craziness about Jesus. So when you say, do you believe in Jesus? You'll find most everyone will say, yeah, I believe in Jesus. That doesn't tell you they're a Christian. 
That may tell you they believe he was a prophet that lived one time, or he was an amazing man. Jesus means Savior, and Christ means the Anointed One. He was God's Christ, God's Anointed One, before He became the Savior. It's confessing His deity and His humanity. That's why Jesus said, Who do you say that I am? And Peter answered as he did, Thou art the Christ, the Anointed One, the Son of the Living God. The key to recognizing false prophets is to know the truth, and the truth is Jesus Christ. Just like they train um, people to recognize counterfeit $20 bills, they have them study an authentic $20 bill. You want to know how to be able to discern the spirits? You know Jesus Christ. And you ask, what think you of Jesus Christ? What do you believe about Jesus Christ? Oh, I believe in Jesus Christ. That doesn't tell you anything. What do you believe about Jesus Christ? Do you believe He was and is God in the flesh and He paid completely for our sin? Tonight, Lord willing, we'll be dealing with um, some, some ways to, to have a discerning spirit and recognize um, false teaching. But I, I just want to, to make some application of these brief truths that we've looked at today. Number one, we must step back and say, I must be very, very careful because I, we, can all be deceived. And if you think, I can't be deceived, this is inspired of God. And He's writing to you and to me a personal letter, and He says, hey, don't believe everything you hear. There are many false prophets, and you could easily be deceived. And we need to step back and say, God, I need Your Spirit to guide me. I need You to give me wisdom to be discerning. I need You to give me wisdom to be able to test the spirits. And that means that I personally must know the truth. I must. We alluded to earlier, Acts 17 and verse 11 uh, the Bereans were more noble than those in Thessalonica in that they searched the Scriptures to find out whether these things were so. It is not enough, it is not right for you to say, my pastor said this. It's not enough for you to say, my, your favorite Bible teacher said this. It's not enough to say, 
Charles Spurgeon's, I don't care which giants of the faith there are, they're human beings. You must know the Scriptures, and you must know, this is what it says about Jesus. Uh, What do you say about Jesus? Oh, well, that doesn't match up with what I know the Word of God says about Jesus. See, it's more than just a casual reading. Get my verse for today. God, I need to know Jesus, or I will be led astray. And it's something we must personally take responsibility for. Do you understand, thirdly, everything regarding doctrine hinges on Jesus Christ? Everything. Jesus Christ is the red thread that runs throughout all of the Bible. And everything hinges on Jesus Christ. There are a lot of false teaching that come close, but they're off on Jesus Christ. They may believe everything about this, but you have to add this. Then then everything's wrong. Everything is good. My, my wife made a coconut cream pie for lunch today, right? And let's say I invite you over and I say, man, everything is good in this. And use heavy whipping cream to make it really good. And, but one of these pieces has some arsenic in it. You'd say... Sorry, I'm not eating sweets today. See, have you heard people say, but there's a lot of good in it. Really? How much bad does it take to make it poison? And the false teachers come. Do you think they're going to come and completely deny the truth? Oh, the ones way out there do, but the deceivers come. They don't completely deny the truth. They say, yeah, we'll give you that, but then they slide in this. They change this. They take away. They add to. They distort. And it all comes down. They will distort Jesus Christ. That is the bottom line. What about Jesus Christ? Who do you say that Jesus is? That you, you want to you, you run into someone at work, and they're giving you. Wait a minute. Who do you say Jesus is? That can bring it right down there. And we must realize the Bible alone is our standard and authority. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what anybody says. I I was going to say it doesn't matter what I say, and that's true. And then I was going to go on and list other names, but I stopped because I don't even want to put my name with other names. Because I don't... I'm just a peon, okay? But it... and, And I'll just start... It doesn't matter what John MacArthur says. It doesn't matter what John Piper says. It doesn't matter what D.L. Moody says. It doesn't matter what Spurgeon says. It doesn't matter for sure what Joel Osteen says. 
the standard is the Word of God. And what any man says, if he's on the Word of God, then it's good. Not because he said it, but because the Word of God said it. And that's why we must know the Word. There have been many, many good teachers that were good all their life, and then at the end they went nuts. This thing is always the same. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. The Word of God is always the same. And it alone is the standard for our belief, for our authority. See, this is, this is, um, this is one of the reasons that I'm a Baptist. Is The Baptist distinctive mean one thing that separates it is we believe the Bible alone is our authority for faith and practice. Do you, do you understand? All we have here, I don't mean that oh, all we have, all we have here is the Word of God. We don't have some organization telling us to do, and it is our responsibility to make sure that we Follow the Bible. So what we believe, we better know why we believe it. And then we better live what we say we believe. And to come back and say, you know what? There are many false teachers out there and I could easily be deceived. God, I need your wisdom. As I, I, I am going to the Word, I need you to teach me and instruct me. And God, I want to be right on Jesus Christ. Everything hinges on Jesus Christ. If you were to sit down today, if you were asked to sit down today and write what you believe about Jesus Christ... What would you write? How much would be on that page? What do you know about him? I don't mean Bible trivia. Who were the brothers of Jesus? Gotcha, didn't I? I mean the things that... How do you know Jesus is God? Why was Jesus the only one that could pay the penalty for sin? Was Jesus man? How do you know that? See, what do you know about Jesus? As long as we live walking with Him, we ought to start and keep knowing more and more of Jesus. As the song says, give me Jesus. When all else fails, give me Jesus. Heavenly Father, I pray today that every believer here would be challenged to go to your word and learn of you. Lord, I pray that every one of us today would come to see that everything hinges 
and your Son, Jesus Christ. And Lord, I pray if there is one here today who has never accepted the payment for our sin in Christ's blood and resurrection, that today they would do that. Lord, for those of us that have just kind of been skipping through life and believing whatever comes our way, Lord, help us to see that It's not believing every spirit. And I pray that you would help us to test the spirits to see if they are of you. Lord, thank you for your love, your plan, your purpose in sending your Son. And Lord, may we not just recognize false teachers, but Lord, may we point people to the truth. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's stand.